Hey guys, what's up? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Heart on the Mic. If you're listening into this episode today, I truly hope that you've been able to listen to the two previous episodes because this episode does close out that conversation. I truly do thank you for writing with us through this conversation because it has been long and in depth is what I can say. Through these conversations, I truly hope that you've been able to learn something new. Something that I've learned through it is that we've all experienced the same event and we all have different perspectives and that really goes across the board through life. So like I said, I hope you're learning something new through this. On this episode, I bring my mom on. I was really surprised that she volunteered to come on because my mom does not like being on the spotlight and being in the church, she will be the first one to say that she does not like to get behind a mic. So she is really speaking transparently and pouring her heart out on this episode. So bear with her because she is a bit shy, but what she speaks is in love and in truth. So sit tight and I hope you enjoy this episode and learn a thing or two from her about her journey with mental health. Say hi, mom. Hi. So, we're actually elaborating and talking about our previous episodes, which um, you guys know my sisters and I talked about our upbringing. But in this episode, we're going to be breaking down part two of our episode, which has a lot to do with my mom going missing. What was that all like? I was not all there, um, but the security guard embraced me. He hugged me and he told me I was safe and that things gonna happen to me. And he walked me straight to the back to the nurses. So that was my experience and um, walking into the hospital. The news was there, um, but I wasn't and the place to talk to the news. Getting out of the bush was, uh, I know God had me, Uh, the sprinklers went on and I got wet from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet and the sprinklers went off twice and then the sun was shining bright. So um, that helped me get up to get out, even though I was, I can hear, hear helicopters and I was still feeling like not safe, but I know God wanted me to, God gave me the strength to get up out of the bush where I was at um, the whole time. And I walked myself to the hospital. Um, There was a lady that was walking by me and I asked her if she had a phone and she said no. And apparently she did have it in her hand. She just didn't want to help me, Um, probably because the way I looked I had a lot of, I guess, bushes and thorns, and I was a hot mess. I didn't look great, but um, so I was just walking, and I ran into a guy, a Mexican, and I speak Spanish, so I just asked the the guy how to get to the hospital, and he guided me, and then when I got into the hospital, like I said, the security guard, he was like an angel. He embraced me. He told me I was safe. And I was crying a lot. I just remember crying. Um, So 
Um, I know God is the one that um, had his hand upon me the whole time. Um, I was hearing helicopters um, and being there in the bush, um, God just had me. I was in a deep sleep for a couple of days and then I got up and I was afraid to get out of the bush. But like I said, um, I know God allowed the sprinklers to go off that day and they went off twice and I was able to get up. God gave me a strength. I was weak, very weak, but I know God gave me a strength and he had me. So um, thank, thank the Lord that he was with me the whole time and nothing happened to me. A lot of things could have happened to me, but nothing happened to me. I was just sleeping and in a deep hallucination. Um, but I'm grateful to God that I'm alive and I was very shameful. In the beginning, I kept saying sorry to my family, but um, I realized that I had took some medication and the medication didn't go well with my body, my mind, and it made me go crazy. So that's what happened. Um, to help out anybody that has questions of what happened to me, I took some medication for the first time, which I didn't want to take, but I ended up taking it and it made me go crazy. I was hallucinating. So, um, so it wasn't the right medication for your chemistry? It, it didn't go well with you? No, definitely not. It made me hallucinate. Um, I went missing from McDonald's. I was with my husband. We were on the way to airport to pick up Pastor Paul and his wife. And I just had a hallucination that I was going to be abducted by these ladies in McDonald's. And I just took off and I ran. And I ran and I ran and I ran and I ran all the way to Long Beach and the borderline was Long Beach, Los Alamitos. So oh, that's how far I ran. Um, so from Westminster from Westminster. Golden West? Yes, from Golden West and Westminster, the McDonald's, that's where I was um, at. And I just ran and ran and ran. Did anybody try to stop you while you were running? No, nobody. Cars would come to the side, you know. But I just ran and ran and ran. So, um, but no one tried to stop me. No one, no one tried to stop me. I was just running, running. So, I ran until I got tired, and then uh, uh, the next morning, though, I was very intense sleeping, and a boy shook me, and he's on a skateboard. He asked me. Um, if I needed help and I d told him no because I was hallucinating and I thought people were after me. So from that point, I was in the bush and no one can find me. No one could see me. So. So you went in the bush that was close to you because you didn't want anybody to find you? You don't want anybody to come after you? I don't, don't remember um, the reason. I just know probably I was tired yeah. and just that was I found a spot that can be safe and I think that was probably God the Holy Spirit guiding me just to go under that bush because a lot of things could have happened to me you know there's human trafficking going on people get kidnapped but uh, God was with me the whole time 
the whole time. And like I said, I was asleep. I went into a sleep. The medication got me hallucinate really crazy. And then I, I, my body got tired and I slept. Your body crashed. I'll repeat myself. I, the sprinklers went off twice and the sun came out and the sun was beaming on me. And I know that was God. So I, I, I stood up very slowly because I was very weak. And so that's my bush moment for anybody that has questions of where I was at and why. I took medication and it made me hallucinate. It didn't go well with my chemistry. Did you feel like it took you forever to get from the bush to the hospital? Or what do you, what are your first thoughts that you finally remember like once you came out of the bush? I thank God. I know that God was with me. Were you still scared when you came out of the bush that people were following you to the mm -hmm. hospital? Yeah. Yes. I was very scared. I know God. I know God walked me. I know that the Holy Spirit was my footsteps. It was God that guided me. He's to the hospital. Um, there was people that I walked by that didn't want to help me. Um, I experienced that, but maybe because I looked very bad and I smelled. So. What about when you finally got to the hospital? What well, do you remember anything significant? Yeah, the security guard was an angel. Um, was it overwhelming to have people coming and going, or were you like nervous to see everybody, or afraid, or like because you're? I don't of remember anything to be honest. As far as people going, I don't remember who visited me. I do remember my husband walking in and kissing me on the forehead. And telling him his first thing he said was that he loved me and that I'm safe and that not to worry and not to be embarrassed don't be ashamed that I didn't do nothing wrong but that he was very happy very happy to see that I was alive and that I was safe and he doesn't want me my husband Santos Chavez he didn't want me to regret anything and he said that twice he told me not to apologize and so I do remember that. Um, I remember. You remember seeing us? I remember seeing my girls, all my girls. Um, briefly, uh, Yolanda stayed the night with me. She stayed with me to, to protect me. Um, the detective came in, asked me where I was at. I can remember where I was at um, because I was close to Los Alamitos Hospital, so I had, and I was in a bush, so I do remember where I was right by the river, riverbed, the Alde Riverbed, so, and El Dorado Park, so I do remember that, but I was just um, still not in the right mind at the hospital to even talk, to say anything, because um, things weren't making sense to me. But did you know you weren't making sense when you were talking or were you trying to make sense of what you were trying to process? Yes, I was trying to make sense. And um, uh, the girl there at the hospital told me I was, you know, they knew I was missing. They had a picture of me. Um, I was worldwide. Did they show you the missing thing? Um, she, no, she did that. I, no, I don't recall, but the news was there. They're pounding on the back door. They wanted to come in, but they had 
the nurse the nurse asked me permission and I said no I was not capable I wasn't able to talk on a on a camera um, so I didn't talk on the camera so that's why um, I'm talking today for anybody that has, has questions of what happened what would you have to say about your your journey now realizing after you had your episode that you had episodes before and you didn't know they were episodes what kind of light do you want to shed on mental health or what would be your nugget or your highlight or your word of advice to anybody who has some type of mental health that they're trying to work through or a family member that they're trying to support and be their caregiver and don't know how to like what is your advice so the highlight would be and my advice would be um get the support um get a psychologist um it helps you um for those that have mental health i have it um i'm bipolar they let me know um i see a psychologist and it's helping me and for those that have mental health, don't be embarrassed. Like, don't be embarrassed about it. Um, I was in the beginning, but I'm not no more. That doesn't, mental health doesn't, I, doesn't define, who, define who I am. I'm a woman of God. I'm a mother of four girls, beautiful girls. And shout out to Yolanda. She stayed with me. <laughs> she had to go see me go. Um, they 50, I, Personally, um, they were gonna fifty-one fifty me, but they gave me the opportunity for me to to do it willingly. Do it willingly, and so I had a nice doctor. She was a female, so she guided me for the right things because I couldn't really make my decisions. I was not in good shape. Um, but my daughter Yolanda stayed with, stayed with me. She stayed the night with me. Um, I recall her crying a lot because I was being. They 5150 me. Um, in the middle of the night, right? In the middle of the night. And, and I told Dad to go home to Marissa. So th nobody's phones, nobody heard their phones when she was calling everybody home. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but thank you to everybody that helped, was looking out, looking out for me, looking, trying to find me. I want to thank everybody um, that was out there. Thank my daughters, my husband, everybody. Um, but the journey, the highlight of it is mental health is real. Uh, some people don't want to accept it, but I accept it because I still struggle with it um, on a daily basis. But um, God is getting me through it. Reading the Bible and praying um, gets me through it. Um, talking to my daughter, Vanessa, um, I've talked to Priscilla about it. Um, touched on it um, with Priscilla recently uh, me and Yolanda are very relatable um, Yolanda and I relate to each other um, so that's nice and I'm very open with my daughter Marissa she is 13 now and no she's 14 14 she's 14 um, I'm open when I'm having a bad day and I don't feel well I let my daughter Marissa know hey, I don't feel good today. This is where I'm at. I feel off. I feel mentally overwhelmed. And so I'm aware of how I feel. So um, 
Yes, so I would encourage those that don't want to reach out, reach out. It's it's helping me voice how I feel. Um, and what would you have to say about accepting your diagnosis? Was that hard to process? Did you not want to believe it? I know you said you were embarrassed at first, but I know for people, some some people just don't want to go get the help because they're afraid of what they're going to be diagnosed with. Did you have a hard time discussing it? Like, have you had conversations with your fam, like your family, like your siblings? Did they have a hard time processing or accepting it? Like, what was that like for you? Because I remember when I went with you and dad to the appointment and they told me I was angry. I was like, upset I was like they can't be saying that about my mom they don't know her that's not my mom like it was hard for me to accept it because I didn't want you to be perceived in that way but at least that's I that's what I remember when initially they were you um were seeing a psychologist and dad was doing what he needed to do to help you get the assistance that you needed well so when they 51 fitted me, it was only an eight-hour hold. So going back to that, the only way they released me was that my husband um, signed that I would go to Mental Health Santa Ana on Main Street. And I did go with my daughter, Vanessa, and my husband. And I, re I talked to someone there, but I asked them to refer me somewhere else because everyone in that actual facility that office a majority of the women that were there they were with their daughters and or their husbands and a lot of those women had attempt to commit suicide so I automatically said no I don't want to be at this this facility it it's not me I need to find a safe haven where I can feel uh, office a therapist that is gonna understand me and I didn't want to be in that particular office but Yes, my daughter Vanessa and my husband Santos um, was my all my girls, Yolanda, Vanessa, all of them went with me to my first um, therapist uh, session, and um, it was good. They it was a comfortable, it was comfortable. They made me feel comfortable, um, and so um, as far as my family, I don't really talk about my mental health to my family, only to one of my sisters, Tony. Um, she relates very relatable to me. Um, but other than that, I don't talk to anybody really about it, just besides my, my, my daughters and my husband. Um, it's very hard. It's, you know, it's not a comfortable conversation to have with people because um, I feel they wouldn't understand what I, what I go through. Um, I have a chemical imbalance, so, um, yeah, so I don't really talk about it with my family. What about the recovery? Do you remember much about that? Mm, like my after you came home, you were released from uh, mental health and what that looked like for you adjusting and coming back home? Adjusting, coming back home. I remember crying a lot. Um in my shower and feeling like people, I was really stuck, my head and my mind. I was stuck that people were after me and still coming home. I wanted to leave. 
I had episodes where I still wanted to leave. Um, so I, my that medication really messed up my mind. I was was stuck. I was um, overthinking things. So coming back home, my daughter Priscilla had to help me. Um, she's the one that decided to take a week off and from work and sit with me in front of my front door and just and tell me and prove to you no one, was following, to me, no one was following me and to, she just kept telling me mind over matter mom mom mind over matter you're overthinking and so that's what helped me was my daughter helping me t- telling me I was overthinking mind over matter and then you know but the power of prayer too you know God just you know it was God's timing apparently um but um, it, it took a whole probably good year. I was, I felt, I told my therapist every time I went to there, people were watching me, people were following me. Um, I'm a strong-willed person, a loving person. And there was a time I just needed space and I felt like I needed to take the bus to my therapist to, to feel I was independent and that I would take the bus and I would go to my therapist. So, and I got on the bus, but I couldn't, I got on the bus, but I got off because I was still hallucinating and I was, I had a, a nervous breakdown on, on the bus. So I had to call my husband, tell him to take me to my therapy. So it I was remember that. very hard um, for me to get on the city bus. Uh, I was trying to be independent but I realized that I wasn't ready yet to do that. So um, uh, it was a long year process and of just trying to get process what happened, you know. But I do know in my heart that God was with me the whole time and he had me and he kept me safe. It's like a silent battle. Yes, it is. Mental health is real for those out there. It's really real. Get the help you need if you're listening and you're struggling with it. You, you don't want to take medication, at least talk to a therapist. Talk to somebody, but reach out. Reach out. Get the help you need. It's very important. I, I have my help, and I have my, my, um, all my daughters help me, and my husband helps me. Um, I still struggle every night to sleep. Wasn't that a long process for you too like finding the right medicine it was a frustrating process right yes it was very frustrating to find the one that worked for you yes. and your body yes do you remember how many times your medication was changed or anything for about times? 15 times maybe or more so many side effects hallucinations I felt like I was going crazy so those that or battling trying to get medication or trying different s- samples, don't give up, you know, until you find the right medication, like I did. And not everybody needs medication, right? There's just certain people, depending on your, your diagnosis and stuff. Right. Yes. Any thoughts triggered after listening to the interview with me and my sisters? Well, that, I believe that security guard. Um, was a very and was an angel it was just a a unique situation and uh, he just embraced me told me I was safe 
don't, you know, you're safe. No, no one's going to harm you. You're safe. He made me feel safe in the moment, but as I was laying in the hospital, I wasn't myself. I was looking at the ceiling. I wasn't making sense, and I know that. What do you feel has helped you accept everything? Um, accepting everything. I feel, I feel fine, and I feel okay because I had the support of my family, um, my husband and my daughters. They support me. So accepting it, that's, I have to accept it. And God has allowed me to accept it. God has given me the strength to accept what I'm going through. When I'm having hard days, I just pray. I talk to God and I ask God to help me get through my uh, accepting who I am and what I go through. What about that person who's trying to do it alone or is nervous to tell their family that they think they have some type of mental health diagnosis? Get the help. If you feel embarrassed and alone, you're not alone. Um, talk to your school teacher, talk to family friend, reach out. If you feel alone in your journey, you're not alone, God's with you, pray and just ask if talk to your mom if you have a mom talk to your dad your siblings but get the help um, make an appointment reach out for that person that feels they have mental health and they're alone reach out I'm still processing everything so I have episodes still I feel overwhelmed sometimes but I guess everybody in this world feels overwhelmed so just Reach out if you're you're not you're, you feel overwhelmed. Call somebody. I I call my daughters when I'm feeling overwhelmed, and I talk to them about it. So, or let my husband know that I'm not feeling well. You're not alone. Reach out. Because it can kind of seem out of the blue to some people, like it doesn't make sense. You went through your whole life, and all of a sudden, when you were what 45, or how old were you when you went to the bush? Hmm, I don't remember. It's been six years, March 27th, I think. So it's been six years. And I went to the hospital on April 1st, I think. So April 1st. It can seem kind of random or not make sense to somebody to be like, well, you basically had like a mental break in your late 40s. Do you feel like... I had many growing up. And you just suppressed it or? Yes, I had many growing up. Um, I recall taking NyQuil and it made me feel crazy and I'd be running around in circles, but no one knew how to help me. Um, I took Benadryl and the same thing. So any any um, Benadryl, NyQuil, I'm very, sen my serotonin, my I'm very sensitive. My chemistry is very sensitive to I believe over count over the counter stuff and even prescribed stuff. So um, I had many episodes, but I just suppressed it. For those that had reason why it took so many years, it just it just happened. I took medication, and the medication made me hallucinate. Did but you tell anybody else about the other episodes? No, I didn't. I just you weren't aware they were episodes or what. I didn't know their episodes until all this happened to me. And it all makes sense now. 
because I remember you telling me too that your pregnancy with me was hard because you think back and you you had an episode or something when you were pregnant right yes I did yeah they gave me some medication for me throwing up and it didn't go well with me and I had a very bad episode and I was pregnant with Vanessa so yeah I had many episodes but you know um I'm pretty um open book I love to talk but I just didn't tell anybody in my family my husband's the only one that knew so um yeah I had a lot of episodes to be honest happiness is when you really feel good about somebody there's nothing wrong being in love with someone yeah Okay, my friends, that is a wrap. Thank you for listening in to my mom talk about her journey. I'm so very proud of her for opening up and just sharing her heart. Please be sure to subscribe to Heart on the Mic on whatever streaming platform you do use and share the episode with anybody that you think can relate or just receive something from it you can also follow us on social media which would be instagram which is at heart on the mic this is episode 19 so as i mentioned the next episode that drops will be our season finale so please stay up to date and stay tuned by subscribing in whatever way possible i truly do appreciate you guys and i'm so excited for this season finale we will see you next time bye Love and a happiness. Love and a I'll be good.